And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, most people know that heart disease is a silent killer, but more people are unaware of heart disease the second type. It's the heart disease of the heart between God and a person. It has to do with not liking the end results of God's touch in our lives, like the early lame people that Jesus healed. If you remember Isaac Air Freight, which I would give many of you a dollar for if you would remember that, and Jerusalem Dragnet, they were all about lame people, filing a complaint with the police because Jesus put them out of the begging union. (laughs) Get it? Okay, we're going to get into that. It's just so much fun. Next, we examine the first miracle of Jesus. This was not a, wow, I'm bored. I think it's time to do some miracles to make life more entertaining miracle. Everything that God does and that he allows has a purpose. Think of life as a symphony, and each situation is a note of sound, and God is the conductor. He writes the entire score with purpose. He arranges the musical notes with purpose. He changes the water for a purpose, too. And finally, Bible baloney beatdown. Yep, we love the sound. And the reasonings are irrefutable. Like when a Princeton theology professor said Jesus never said he was the Messiah. Wow. Not too bright, that guy. That sounds so impressive, but it's incredibly wrong that Princeton is now thought of as the pew and not the pulpit. Get it? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oy vey. Oy vey. Oy vey. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? You can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us live during the show, 214-210-8483. If it's a replay, you can't text us because I'm I'm not listening. I'm I'm sleeping. You can also call us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. What's great about that is that when you make that phone call, you have this incredible opportunity to be talking to Dynamite D. Hello, 
lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. When you talk to Dynamite D, it's like a nice jacuzzi session. Like, yeah, little cool wind out there. You're in the jacuzzi. It's just a little blowing. And you're just like going, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to stay right here. I'll take that right about now. Right about now, right? All right. Here's the bottom line. Maybe you've got an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question. Maybe you've got a praise report. Maybe you've got a prayer request. We're here for that. We want to be a part of that. We want to be encouraging to you. We want to be a blessing for you. We want to join together. You know what the truth is? We want to cry together, and we want to laugh together. We want to be the children of God, the people of God. And so if you have that going on in your life right now, you got something you want to share, something you need to share, something that's important, we want you to have that opportunity. It's not about kvetching. It is about sharing and strengthening and being a blessing to one another. Here, we also drop in trivia from time to time. Here is your trivia question. According to the book of Acts, what was Mark's other name or surname? But what was Mark's other name? What was he known by? If you think you know the answer to that question... What was Mark's other name? 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. I have asked you guys to pray for me a little bit. We did have a caller uh, or a listener text me. He came up with a really good idea. His name is Ken. He's just he's, his, his idea, pr- pretty straightforward, is maybe you could do some more like uh, uh, trivia-type questions or whatever on a YouTube channel and have a lot of people look at it that way. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing. So we'll just, you know, we're just praying about, Lord, I just get this sense that I'm at like 90%. I don't know how to explain this to anybody except for Noelle because she can understand me without me talking, which is kind of nice. <laughs> But anyway, there's this thing where I feel like we're 90%, but there's this other 10%, and I need to know what the Lord wants. And maybe it's just me. I mean, I don't know. That's why I want people to pray. All right. Uh, as you know, today is vote day. Get out the Not get out the vote. Go vote. I don't want you to get out the go vote. Okay? How about that? We'll just keep it as simple as possible. And uh, we're going to pray for our country that people will make the best possible choice. Before we get there, I want to have a a brief discussion on the scriptural elements that are tagged to this. There are, by the way, in Texas, I'm not going to say what paper it is, but the first part of their name is Texas, and then you'll have to figure out what the other part of the name is. They're on a roll trying to find conservative churches that promote any kind of uh, faith teaching and voting or whatever the case may be, because according to them, that's against the rules. Now, this is why they're a newspaper and not a law firm because they're stupid. I mean, they don't even know what they're talking about. You can you can actually technically from the pulpit endorse a candidate, believe it or not, depending on whether you also mention that you can also vote for this person. So you can there's a bunch of ways to do it and all that stuff is rubbish and nobody really cares. Here's what I care about and this is what I want you to think about if you have not yet voted. Ready? Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20. Right? Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You should just use that and vote. And the reason is because identifying that God doesn't know how to create somebody, male or female, is absolutely 
insane, and that is calling e- good evil. You're telling God he's done a bad job in creation. And the idea that God is not a God of life, you wouldn't be here if he wasn't a God of life. There'd be no opportunity for that. And so all of these little things that they say, and it's like, well, those are, those are political issues. They are way moral issues before they are political issues. Way. That, these issues have been going on for thousands of years, not just the last 237 years. So that kind of thinking is just rubbish. You should know enough of Scripture to know, and you should study the candidates, because you might be surprised that some people might look at the structure of giving and taking care of people and and health differently than you think, you need to examine that no. But you must recognize that Jesus is not a capitalist or a socialist. He's a kingdomist. Do you understand that difference? It was never, Jesus has one whole teaching on capitalism, has another whole teaching on socialistic approaches. He has multiple teachings, and to try and peg him down into some kind of human political system is one of the largest insults that people can bring against Jesus Christ. He is the Messiah, the Son of God, and the kingdom principles are by which we live, and if people don't like it, don't go to heaven. There. What's that? <laughs> don't go. You'll hate it. If you're one of those people that's like, well, it has to be this or it has to be this, you're going to hate. You're going to hate. I mean, the Lord's in charge. Nobody gets to say to God, it should be like this. It should be like this. My house should be red instead of green. I mean, this, this, this is absurd. So we're going to pray, but my big issue on, the, on all the candidates, all this stuff, the biggest issue is those who are calling evil good and good evil a darkness for light and light for darkness. There's just something deeply, profoundly demonic about that. And we need to pray that people will, by the grace of God, vote in a way that will honor God. Instead of trying to get your team to win, how about we live our lives seeking first the kingdom of God? Let's do that first. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you and worship you with all that we've got. And we have an opportunity in our country. I don't know why you granted us such favor. We, we have a tremendous favor here. We have the opportunity to participate in our governments, and it's not dictatorship. And We're all blessed to have the freedoms that we have. They're, they're just a blessing for us. But some people abuse these freedoms and, and go too far. We, we recognize that. Even, even Christians who call upon your name can take advantage of the freedoms and do a little wrong, a little licentiousness. But, Lord, for our country, have mercy. Nehemiah petitioned. Ezra petitioned. The people who have led your people throughout have petitioned for the nation. And we petition for our nation. Isaiah petitioned and Jeremiah petitioned and Daniel and Ezekiel. And we petition, Lord, have mercy on our country. Let people make right choices. Jesus, you were so clear. You, you know, talking about judging, you said that people shouldn't judge hypocritically, but that they should make right judgments. Help people to make right judgments, to make their decisions line up with your declarations. May our hearts, may our minds, may our spirits be humble enough 
May the ridiculousness of the self-importance of man be laid low. And let there be a genuine humility and repentance in our heart to walk in a way that glorifies you, to vote in a way that honors you, Lord, and to do the right things and never to put evil for good and good for evil and darkness for light and light for darkness. More than anything, forgive us as a nation. Have mercy on our country. Let the righteous rise up and let the wicked fall. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Okay, so on the trivia question, by the way, according to the book of Acts, what was Mark's other name? Ready, people? Ready? The other name that Mark had was... John. It was John Mark. Same guy that wrote the gospel. Same, 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 same. That's why he said Book of Acts. Just stay connected to it. You'll figure it out. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill. Can't stand the shame. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. The David Spoon Experience. Uh, They were sisters. That is correct, sir. You are right. And it's like, it's like, I'm not saying, I don't want to say it, but like, yuck. (laughs) That's all I can say. It's like, I'm sorry. That's all I can come up with. Like, yowza. (laughs) Well, he was was tricked into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with that. But I I mean, if you're the two sisters, you just got to be thinking, now, wait a second here. Can I can I tell a real quick joke? It, Abs- I won't take up much time. Hopefully, absolutely. I'll try to make it uh, try to make it uh, biblical, but not scriptural. I'm with you. That's about ninety nine percent of everything we do on jokes. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you understand. Well, to, to set this up, okay. To set this up, uh, when I ask the question, you'll have to answer it to the first thing that pops into your head. Otherwise, it, it'll, it's, it's kind of like those knock-knock jokes. You have to say knock-knock, you know, or who's there. Um, but, so anyway, Paul was out in the Mediterranean Sea. He was on sailing across it, and right before the storm hit, he was writing some letters. And he was, he was sitting there writing, and one of the sailors came up and looked at him and said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm writing some letters here. And he, Paul you know, put down his, his uh, quill and um, parchment and looked up at uh, the sailor and says, decided this is a time to talk to him. He says, 
Now, here's the question, David, and this is where you have to answer. Okay. What is a pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet? Uh, R. And the sailor said, nah, that would be the C, matey, the C. <laughs> That's a good okay. one. <laughs> so it's not the R. No, it's the C. It's the C, matey. Hey, hey I love your show. Thanks thanks uh, for keeping keeping it going. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being such a, a great brother and a great support. We appreciate you. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your trivia question. I feel strongly that many of you will get this correct. What exactly are we supposed to put up into heaven now? Ha, ha, ha. What are we supposed to put up in heaven now? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Joanne and Cordelia, pow, pow on that. Uh, 214-210-8483. That is the number to text. We do have somebody calling in. Plus, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. I will tell you, that I'm gonna, and I'm going to make a statement you've never heard me. Well, you've heard me say this twice. But the jokes that I, the joke part I have today is could be the funny I might even wait till the very last thing. It could be the funniest one ever because they're headlines from the Bible that are rewritten in today's times. It's so funny. It's just like I just want to do a whole segment on it. But anyway, uh be that as it may, somebody's calling in, so let's send them on through. Knock knock, this is David. Who am I talking to? Knock knock. Can you hear me? There you go. There it is. How you doing? I'm great. This is Will Rogers. Hey, what? Hey, Will. How uh, is, it, is it going good today? You doing well today? Uh, struggling a little bit to stay awake, but doing okay. All right. I hope it's not because of our show. <laughs> oh no, I don't think so. That's helpful. <laughs> All right, my brother. Here you go. Straightforward trivia question, not complex. Jesus told us to pop something up there into heavens, into the heavens. What is it? We're supposed to lay up our treasures in heaven. That is correct, sir! That is the key. As much as we want to fight and get into it down here, gee, who doesn't appreciate a good fight every once in a while? Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is... It's up there. Whatever we're doing now, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, 120 tops versus 60 billion, trillion, gazillion. I take the longer one. (laughs) That's what I'm going to go with, the longer amount of time. Excellent job, my brother. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much. All right, and you you get a little energy, okay? I'm working on it. All right. Do Do you want me to pray for you? Nah, I think I'm okay. Okay. I'll tell the honest to pray for you afterwards, okay? Thank you, sir. All right. God bless you, bro. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Don't forget to pray for our brother. He's a little lacking energy. Just what? Take two minutes and I'll pray for him. Lord, bless him with energy. Where do you think energy comes from? God created energy. 
not the planet, not the not the dinosaurs, not the oil companies, not the government. It's none of these. Just all of this stuff is so unbelievable. Not fossil fuel. Not fossil fuel. That's not, it's like all this. Well, this is where energy. God created it. <laughs> it's so just like okay, move on. Right, let's just move on before I really get bogged down in that. Uh, I do want to do this teaching. It is a uh, pretty good teaching, but these headlines could be. Wait, somebody else is calling in, so I do uh, want to give them a chance because they might be calling to ask a question. Or no, nope, nope, cut that off. All right, so uh, I'll give you an idea how funny some of these uh, headlines are. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. I'm just going to do two of them, and then you just tell me what you think. All right, these are headlines, Bible headlines as written by today's media. Okay, that's so you gotta, so you already got a funny element there going, right? Right, listen to this. In regards to the Red Sea crossing, here's what the media reports Wetlands trampled in labor strike, pursuing environmentalists killed. You see, because the because the Egyptians went into the water after, you got to follow. All right, ready? Watch this. This is David versus Goliath. Hate crime kills beloved champion. Psychologist questions influences of rocks. Because he killed him with a rock. See? Okay. All right. We'll stop. Do you get that? Because there's, there's. Okay. Okay. All right. One more. Uh, on Elijah at Mount Carmel. So remember Mount Carmel and he called down fire and all that. Okay. Fire sends religious right extremists into frenzy. 400 killed. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. One more. Hold on. This is. If you don't think this is funny, I got nothing for you. On the birth of Jesus Christ. Hotels full. Animals left homeless. Animal rights activist enraged by insensitive couple. Tell me Jesus! Tell me Jesus! Ah! I don't know how that's not the funniest thing ever! Okay. Alright. <laughs> They're mad at Joseph and Mary because they <laughs> took up animal hotel room, people. Okay. Alright. That's funny. Relax. Second Chronicles 32, 24 through 25. In those days, Hezekiah became sick to the point of death. So he prayed to the Lord, and he spoke to him, and God spoke to him and gave him a miraculous sign. Verse 25. However, because Hezekiah's heart was proud, Hezekiah didn't respond according to the benefit that had come to him. So there was wrath upon him, upon Judah, and upon Jerusalem. Ooh, wow. Second Chronicles 32, 24 through 25. So here's what happens. Hezekiah is getting sick to the point of death. God heals him. Okay? Gives him a sign. All right? His heart was proud. And Hezekiah didn't respond according to the benefit he had received. In other words, when the Lord does something fantastic in our lives or wonderful in our lives or just really changes and rearranges, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about you personally, I'm talking about your family, I'm talking about the country, I'm talking about the, the planet, I'm talking about all of it. When we don't respond appropriately, 
okay? We are inviting the wrath of God. And it's just like, why would you do that? Why would you not go, thank you? Okay, you understand what I'm saying? And that's if the Lord does something powerful for you, he does something fantastic for you, he does something awesome for you, instead of being proud like you deserve it because you don't, maybe we should recognize where that comes from. And when we don't respond according to the benefit we've received, who are we insulting? Think about this. We're insulting the Lord. Like, oh, okay, nice job. <laughs> wait, wait a second, okay? So what I want you to be aware of is that the Lord does powerful things for you and I. And he does. He Doesn't he do just absolutely? I mean, aren't the things that the Lord does, aren't they stellar? Right? But at the same time, when we are not thinking through, when we're not being appreciative, when our hearts have pride in them, you see what I'm saying? When we have pride in our hearts, okay? Listen, listen to this. I'm going to read this straight out from this from this uh, New Living Translation. About the time Hezekiah became deathly ill, he prayed to the Lord who healed him and gave him a miraculous sign. But Hezekiah did not respond appropriately to the kindness shown him, and he became proud. So the Lord's anger came against him and against Judah and Jerusalem. After this, the next verse, Hezekiah repents of the pride, okay? But I want you to see beforehand, God does something fantastic, and there's not an appropriate response. It's like, really? Are you not appreciative that God not just saved you, but delivered you and answered prayers for you and and and, and probably saved you from death 10,000 times more than you know and— you see what I'm saying? The Second Chronicles chapter 32, verse 24 and 25. Look at that. Recognize that. We need to give God his due. You know, the scripture says credit where credit is due. Honor where honor is due. Glory where glory is due. Well, guess who's entitled? Guess who is entitled? The Lord for us to honor him, to glorify him, to acknowledge him. And to say thank you for the great things he has done. Instead of complaining about what we don't like, maybe we should be more aware to be thankful for what he has done. Okay? All right. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Here we go. Let me give you an update on Easton Scott. A lot of tough stuff that my daughter and my son-in-law have been going through. Uh, I did send an email out. I don't know if, Julie, if you got the email I or did. not. I did. send it out to everybody. So he was going through 20 and 30 seizures per episode, and they've got that down to a dramatically less amount. But the sad news is that from a medical point of view— uh, Easton does not, it does not appear as, according to the doctors, that he will be able to speak or will be able to care for himself. Oh. And so what the result of that is, is that Julianne and Jared, my son-in-law and my daughter, have recognized that God has put them in a position to be the best parents, to love Easton Scott with all that they can and give them the best life that they can. But while that's going on, they're not going to stop believing that something can change. And the doctors even said... 
this is territory we don't even know. Right, because this is a this is a problem that not very many people have had. So very few. Everybody is different. Yeah, and they're and they they have like two hundred and thirty total cases in the world that they have records on, which is like so they're like we don't know. Right, and it's like so I, I just want to read this one thing my daughter wrote. It's a fantastic. She wrote this. Uh, you know, it's not easy to sit there and write a Facebook post that tells all the things you've been going through. And so I'm not going to read everything, but I'm going to read the last paragraph because I thought that was really significant. She wrote, scientifically, Easton does not have much of a chance. His best case scenario is he may possibly be able to walk and say three to five words one day. But God can help him. He's not afraid of impossible odds. And if Easton is healed one day, there will be no question as to where it comes from. It will not be because of therapy. And it will not be because of medication or diet. It will be because of God's undeniable healing power. So in the meantime, we choose to raise a hallelujah and trust in God. Ladies and gentlemen, that is faith. Now, the the idea that it's going to be simple and everything's going to be great and they're trying to make pie in the sky, that doesn't exist at all. If you read this, and, and I think Wonder Julie can attest to it, she tells you this is ugly. This, right. this is a not a good situation. It's going to change our lives. He's never going to be able to be unattended. It doesn't look good. And, you know, as a parent, you're heartbroken. They have two other children. They don't want to have any loss in their communication with their kids, but they're going to have to give extra attention. They were going to have a fourth child. They're not sure they're going to do that now. So you got a lot of things in play. But what you can't deny is that my I, I will take I won't take credit, but I'll stand in there as a grandparent and as a parent and say, what a fantastic position of faith that my daughter has grown into. She has made the determination that she will do the best that she can as a human being to give this child the best life she can, and she will not quit hoping. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We got our next trivia question getting ready to go. Here we go. Get ready. Here we go. What does the nickname Bonergus mean? Given to James and John. What does the nickname mean? Bonergis. By the way, that urgis part is a little bit of, uh, in the Greek, a little bit of energy. Just let you know. Just, I'm just kind of letting you know that. Just people are like, oh, that's um, Okay. If you think <laughs> the answer, 972-445-0770. Also, 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Uh, also send you up to the website. Uh, there are a couple new links for the pods, not on the front cover, but under the radio section. There's a new link for the pods. They show up a little differently, which I think it's kind of cool. I like stuff like that. Uh, by the way, on this one, uh, Ginny Johnson got the uh, pow pow. Uh, also, there's money opportunity to give. I wish I could say there was money opportunity to give to you. I wish we had that. I would. I wish. I wish whoever wins a lot, they'd give us like whatever, and then we just every show we give money away. <laughs> okay, by me. We have all the listeners. Uh, yeah, isn't that sad though? <laughs> Ain't that the truth though, right? All right. 
Uh, but it's an opportunity to give, and uh, you don't get anything special. You don't get an anointed Bible. You don't get a special penny. You don't get, ooh, you know what you do? You help us advance the kingdom of God in this totally bizarre but yet somehow fun and weird way. Uh, please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> Okay, see, now I keep waiting for the Bugs Bunny thing at the end because of the, the What's Up Doc part. They are different ones, oh, yeah, 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 That's right. <laughs> I, all, the, all the montage ones are great. I just have nothing to say. They're just great. Although, again, Dynamite has not heard the long one. He just doesn't know. He thinks he's heard the long No, you haven't. <laughs> Before we get to the next section, there is a couple more of these humorous little headlines I have to read because it is the day for it. And you just people can, you know, it's okay. All right, listen to this. <laughs> you thought those were funny. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is a headline regarding the 5,000. Remember how the 5,000 were, were uh, fed? All right, listen to this. Ready? Preacher steals child's lunch. Disciples mystified over behavior. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! All I can say is wow! Uh, okay. Uh, this is on healing the ten lepers. Local doctor's practice ruined. Faith healer causes bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, there's uh, two more. I'll wait for two more later on. Those are funny. They're so. I mean, those are. See, this is what happens: is the the press the gets on the media gets. Now look at media. I'm not. I'm not opposed to the media as long as you understand this. Media stands for making everyone dumber in America. As long as you understand that, I'm not opposed to to any of it. But you have to understand that. You have to understand that there's there's no objectivity. There's propaganda. There's purpose. You know, now when they get a story, they go to verify their hunch, not explore the information. And don't ever kid yourself. Every website, newspaper, magazine, television show – Every radio show that has news is directed by an editor who decides what is and what is not news. You know who taught us that? Lou Grant in 1979 or 1982. We all should have recognized that. Anyway, don't get me going down that road. Okay. All right. Uh, our trivia question. What was our trivia question? Our trivia question. Oh, yeah. What was the nickname Bonergis? What does the nickname mean? Uh, yeah, that's another portion of scripture where Jesus was probably smiling a little when he said it. I do want to do this teaching because I really like this. This is called The Reason. Okay, so some of the teachings have titles, some don't. This one does. The Reason. This is John chapter 2, verse 9, 10, and 11. This is what it says. When the master of the feast tasted the water, tasted the water now became wine and did not know where it came from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. He said to him, everyone serves good wine first. And when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. 
but you've kept the good wine until now. This is the first of his signs Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Let's just establish a couple things without getting too weird about the whole thing. Jesus was a Nazarene, not a Nazarite. Okay, you know what the difference is? He was from Nazareth, which made him a Nazarene. A Nazarite is somebody who takes a vow not to drink wine. It's not the same thing. It's just like, stop. Stop that. Okay, that's number one. Number two, just read the text. Okay, here's the bottom line. You brought out the, the wine, and normally they bring out the good wine, and everybody gets a little dusted, and after they're a little dusted, then they bring out the bad wine, and nobody can tell the difference. That's the story. Don't change it. And the guy's like, oh, you're bringing out the good wine now. How is that even possible, right? Oh, that's fantastic. Great, David. Jesus was, I'm not supporting him. I'm just telling you what the story is. Don't be mad at me. But here's the part that people miss. I really do mean this. This is super, 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 super cool. The water became wine, right? I mean, that's there's water, right? Fill the pots up, right? Thirty to or twenty to thirty gallons a pop, right? Five or six of them, whatever, right? I don't think we recognize that there wasn't a pellet in the in in the the big things of water that transformed anything there was there was water and then through Jesus's first miracle listen to what i'm going to say he transformed matter now, i just turned the water into wine exactly that's like a rhinoceros becomes an elephant it's like, just think about what's going on here. It's like, yeah, uh, wait, what? What? It's a miraculous moment, much more because of what actually happens from a scientific point of view. Oh, we've got magicians. I can turn water into wine. I can make the milk disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a magic set too. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is Jesus took water and transformed the properties in the water from a matter transformation. Talk about scientific. And it becomes a different beverage. Now, some people say they think, well, now, wait a second. No, not wait a second. Just go to the Old Testament. God pulled water out of a rock. Do you think he did that for nothing? He was showing that he could do anything. It's a rock. Have you ever held a rock? I'm pretty sure you know it doesn't have a well in it. I mean, it's just, come on. And so when stuff like that happens, it's transforming matter into another form of matter. All because he said so. You mean, Dave, like when God spoke... And then the universe came into existence. Yes, there was no matter, and then God spoke, and then there was matter in the universe. Just like people are like, what? This is the first time he manifests his glory. Now, I want to say this, and you're not going to – you might agree or disagree. This is, this is a hunch. This is not a theological declaration or anything. I think Jesus did it this way to slowly bring the disciples along because at some point Jesus was going to raise the dead. And I think if they'd have seen that first, they all would have fainted and it had been over. They'd been... 
If the first thing Jesus did was raise Lazarus, I think all the disciples would have went, okay, (laughs) I'm out of here. This is too bizarre for me. I think he brought him along slowly. Water and the wine, pretty good, right? Gets the thing rolling. Gets their brains up a notch in faith to say, wow, miraculous things come from this guy. And then building it piece upon piece upon piece. That's just my take. I understand that's not a theological uh, assessment or anything. It's just my evaluation that he, he he brought them along slowly. Couldn't just dump it all on him at once. But at some point, he's healing the people that are blind. The people he's casting out demons, and then he's raising Lazarus from the dead. I think it moves up to that. Here's the bottom line to this. There's a reason that he starts off with this, and that is so that you and I can know that the principles of this planet, the laws that we operate by, are laws we have to operate by, but when you're the creator, you're not stuck in those. Well, you don't understand. It's uh, it's the law of gravity. I think if Jesus wanted to keep a yo-yo in the sky for 60 trillion years, he could. I don't know why he would. But if he wanted to, he could. And then you could take the law of gravity and stick it to the side because <laughs> the yo-yo's been up for 60 billion years. It's not coming down. Okay. So much for that. Well, he couldn't do that on Earth. Yes, he could. <laughs> That's the response. Just think of the process. The water turns into something else. Here's another miracle. You, just regular water, turn into something else because of the words of Jesus. Testimony. Testimony. What does the nickname Bonerges mean? Sons of thunder. Sons of thunder. We're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770. Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Isaiah chapter 63, verse 8 through 9 says this. He said, surely they are my people, sons who will not be false to me. And so he became their savior. In all their distress, he too was distressed. So uh, I want to make sure you understand. We've talked about this before. You've heard some of my testimony. If you want to really get a better hand on my testimony, uh, I'll shamelessly plug the Broken for His Glory book, which contains the testimony, but you can get it for free if you do it through Kindle. And then it's like seven bucks or something. That's not very much. Uh, It's kind of a fascinating journey on becoming saved and then going through bad churches or a bad church, and then coming back into good church, right? That's not always easy to do. One of the big premises of the book and of my entire Christian journey is a passage like this, which says, He said, Surely they are my people's sons who will not be false to me. And so he became their Savior. And in all their distress, he too was distressed. I think it's important for you and I to understand the level to which God has put himself or placed himself. He's not incomplete without us in the in the theological term that God can exist completely independently and doesn't need us, but he 
bears with us or connects to us in such a way that he feels with us. And so I think it's important for you and I to grasp that when Paul was on the road to Damascus and then uh, the Lord appears to him, right? And we've talked about this before, you know, knocks him, you know, knocks him uh, off his donkey and blinds him, okay? Now you just have to imagine you're on a donkey, bammo, you're on the ground, okay? <laughs> okay? Not on a comfy table or a comfy chair or a comfy bed, on the ground and you're blind. <laughs> so this is a real wake-up call. And then Jesus says to him, Saul, before he becomes Paul, you know, you know, why are you persecuting me? And what does Paul say? Saul say, he says, who are you? <laughs> right? Because this is like, you know, this is, you know, outer limits stuff right here. And then Jesus goes, I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting. Ah, but the irony behind that is that Jesus made the identification with the church because Saul was persecuting the church. But Jesus goes, I'm the one you're persecuting. Now see see how he connects himself to the people. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now, this is a very interesting trivia question. There were two disciples at the end of Acts chapter 1 that were supposed to be chosen. The One of them was Matthias, and the other one was... And I want his name, the one that wasn't chosen. And he's got three different names. <laughs> so you have any of these that you'll come into, I'll say yes to. Which of the disciples failed to be selected to replace Judas Iscariot? Which of the disciples didn't make it? Remember, they had the two and they cast the lots and so on and so forth. So it's kind of an interesting, you know, people are like, ooh, they cast the lots. I actually, I like what Pastor Kurt said one time. He said, you know, they cast the lots in Acts chapter 1, but then the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2, no more lot casting. It's like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, you know, it's, it's yes and no. It's like I love stuff like that, though, okay? But that's the uh, trivia question. Which disciple didn't get chosen? You did not get the job. <laughs> Which one is it? Uh, so he was, uh, he's was. he got three different names. That's all I want to say. Uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Before we do the history, I got just two more of these goofy headline things. <laughs> They're so funny. All right, ready? All right, this is the this. Just bear with it on he, on the healing of the uh, Garadine demonic. Remember the guy who was in the uh, tombs and area, and then they healed him, right? And the, the, remember then then you had the the pigs, the, the spirits went to the pigs. Okay, here's the headline from today's media: A madman's friend causes stampede. Local farmers' investments lost. See, see how they would how they'd frame it? <laughs> All right, somebody said it before. All right, and then on a raising, <laughs> listen to this. This is a great one. On raising Lazarus from the dead, here's the headline. Preacher raises a stink. Last will and testament reading delayed. Mission <laughs> failed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on. 
folks. You have to love stuff like this. Which disciple didn't make the cut in Acts chapter 1? So he didn't become the 12th apostle. It was between Matthias and another guy. What was the other guy's name? There's three different names for it. See if you can help me with that one. In the meantime, let's do history. Let's go All right, uh, here is uh, some pretty—actually, these are kind of interesting. Today's X-Ray Day. I think that's—it's X-Ray Day. I don't know. It's, it's Wilhelm Rontgen—wait, hold on. Rontgen. Wilhelm Rontgen discovered X-rays while he was experimenting with electricity in 1895. So there you go. I would never have known that. 1910, Bug Zapper, first insect electrocution device is patented by William F. Frost of Spokane, Washington. Sounds scary. <laughs> Say that again, Dave. What is that? Say that again. The Bug Zapper. Are you talking about that one or the one before? The Bug Zapper. So what the is, that? Bu- is a, It's where they have the little lights, and then the bugs go in and hits it, and it goes, and it kills the bugs. Got you. If you're woke, you think it's you know manslaughter of bugs or something. Of course, if you're woke, you've lost your mind, but that's besides the point. Uh, 1960, on this day, John F. Kennedy elected the youngest United States president in history. 1966, first person to win the MVP for both Major League Baseball leagues, Frank Robinson wins the American League MVP, and he also won it for the National League in 61. So he won it wow. for the— Wow. I know. That's That's impressive. hard to do. I know. That, I mean, that's just amazing. Right, sixty-one in one league, sixty-six in another. Five years later, that is tough, tough stuff to do. Today is National Cappuccino Day. Work that out. Uh, today is also Cook Something Bold Day, and then we'll close with this because this is too weird not to respond to. Today is Dunce Day. Now, want to hold on to that? Dunce Scotus of Duns. Scotland was a medieval scholar. Perceptions of his views range from brilliant to not so brilliant. He believed that a cone-shaped hat increased learning potential. He believed uh, knowledge would flow from the point of the cap down into the head of the person who wore it. That's where you get the dunce cap from. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about that either. You're not alone there. <laughs> wow. Who knows? Uh, which disciple didn't make it? <laughs> That's not the way to say that. Which disciple didn't get chosen to be uh, the one of the replacement for Judas? If you think you know the answer, uh, you can call 972-445-0770. Also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Roger, again, wanted to know if I did end up doing the YouTube stuff on the politics. I did not at this point. I have not I've not gotten any green lights from the Lord. Are we still eliciting the prayers and thoughts of the callers? And I, I haven't think we did that in a while. We're asking them to call in and give their opinion on it. Yeah. On on should you do it and yeah, kind of right. So again, we'll go back to in fact let's bring that up tomorrow because our time is a little tight. Let's bring that up tomorrow. So maybe jot that down that if you guys have kind of insights, we've we've I like when I hear from people and they say, well, what about doing this or what about doing this? I like stuff like that. It's it's none of it's wrong. It's not that it's wrong or right. It's just helpful for it to process through my mind and it's counsel in a certain sense. People are, well, what about doing this? What about doing this? And, and, and I should say this and 
I think I probably will just to, to close it out. So when you and I are uh, in situations where you're trying to find the way, if the Lord has got a priority for you to be doing something and you're seeking the Lord, he's going to show you. Okay, and there's a, uh, the Bible says quite clearly, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men generously without finding fault. And so the Lord will give us the wisdom. When the Lord doesn't grant it right away, there, it's like a call to make a pursuit. In other words, this is the Lord saying, come, follow me. Follow me. I want you to come follow. I want you to learn something. I want you to go on a journey. So some people get upset about that because they think it's a lack of faith or something. And that's just their lack of understanding that this is a relationship and not a religion. This is a process that you grow in the Lord, much like a father to a son, a husband to a wife, a child to a parent. There's a lot of different uh, situations that call for different responses and reactions. And one of the things that we've got to be very, very careful of is in our Christianity, trying to put everything on so many specific lines. The reason that's important is because that's what the Pharisees did. That's what the Sadducees did. That's what religions do is they make it uh, systems and because that makes it easier. And it's like, no, that's not how it's, that's not what the call is. The call is Psalm 42, 1. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you. There has to be this hunger, this pursuit, this desire. Does everything work out perfectly? Not on this side because we have sin, right? I mean, the sin, sin still looks at people like, well, we've been delivered from sin, but you're still dying. So you, what you're missing is that the law from an eternal penalty point of view has been resolved, but from the practical right now point of view, people still die, and that's the result of the law. You just you can't undo that. That's what's happening, okay? So what's important is that the Lord calls us to follow. Remember remember what Jesus said? He said, come come and follow me. And it's like you're going to find out. You know, Come follow where I'm going to go. I'm going to show you some stuff you won't even believe. And that's part of the process of growing and becoming a disciple. Now, there are some people that Jesus encountered uh, that, for example, that using that guy in the uh, Gadarenes who was uh, delivered from the spirits, and and uh, the, the evil spirits went into the pigs, and out they went, right? And then he comes back to Jesus, he's in his right mind, and he says to Jesus, let me follow you. And Jesus says, no. It's like, you just got to... Did you just tell that guy no, Jesus? <laughs> He's like, no? No, why? Because he needs a shower? No, I mean, what is it? What's going on here? And Jesus is like, go tell people. And now who healed him? Jesus healed him. And Jesus says, go tell people all the wonderful things God has done for you. And he does. And the Bible says that the people were amazed. So this guy has an encounter. He's not going to follow the same. He's just going to keep sharing his testimony wherever he goes. I was a nutcase. <laughs> and all these demons in me. Now I'm not a nutcase, you know? And it's like, that's really, I hate to say it that way, but that's really what's going down there. And this guy had a, a commission and a mission, and he followed it. But there's other people that Jesus said, you know, get rid of this, dump this, come and follow me. Even like the rich guy. It's like, get rid of it. Follow me. Well, does he say that to every single person? No, but there's some people that their God is their money. And when that's the case, you got to sell everything you have, give it up, and follow him. That's, that's because that guy could not separate the idol in his heart from God and money. That's the thing. 
And so this is a pursuit. This is a process. So when we ask you to help, like I'm asking you to help, this is just practical advice, practical Christian living. When I ask you help, it's not because I'm trying to get out of anything. I'm in full pursuit. I told the Lord, I'll do nothing. I'll do anything. I'll do whatever you – I don't care. Like it matters at this point. <laughs> Believe me, at this point it does not matter. But I love hearing from different people different people's insights. One person who gave insight was one of the people that helped me get into radio after I made the decision. This person said, you'd be great for radio 10 years ago. That was good insight. I think they were right. Well, most of the days I think. <laughs> what disciple did not get the cut, did not make the cut, was not picked on the team? It's either Barsabbas, Justice, or... Also, Joseph, one of those three names, all of those were of the disciple who didn't uh, make the cut and didn't get to go on the, wasn't, wasn't an Acts 2-1 passing forward, okay? Well, named anyway. All right, we're done for today. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break, then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.